Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Got a great interview episode for you all today with Lady Gang. If you're not familiar, Lady Gang is one of the most successful podcasts around since 2015. It's comprised of Kelty Knight, Becca Tobin, and Jack Vanek. Now, Becca and Kelty have been on Everything Iconic before, but this is Jack's first time, and we've never had them all together. So I'm super excited. I love them. And it's sort of a hot topics episode because we get into all sorts of different things. We talk about hustle culture, work culture. We talk about JLo's wedding dress, which was revealed right before I got on the Zoom with them, uh, JLo's wedding dress looks were revealed. Now, we had seen one of the dresses right before we recorded, but I think there was a few different dresses. So there are multiple dresses happening at the JLo Ben Affleck wedding. Uh, but we get into all sorts of stuff. They have a new book out called Ladies' Secrets. It's out September 20th, so you get it at your local independent bookstore. You can pre-order it from Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the usual places. So I'm going to play my chat. Before I do, I want to say please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. And wherever you listen to Everything Iconic, if you could click the subscribe or follow button, it would be wonderful. We're getting some new merch at everythingiconic.store, which speaking of books, we do have copies of my book, How Do I Unremember This?, where you can get at everythingiconic.store. You can get an autographed copy. So I know people have been asking me for signed copies. So just go to everythingiconic.store. We got them in just now, and we're hoping to get some new merch in for the holidays, some t-shirts and fun stuff. But for now, we do have the books in, so you can get those autographed at everythingiconic.store. Without further ado, please enjoy my chat. We'll be back later this week with Real Houses of Beverly Hills recaps. We have so much housewife stuff to talk about, so much Bravo to talk about. Uh, But for now, please enjoy my chat with Lady Gang. And uh, yeah, we were talking about J-Lo right off the bat. Enjoy. No, I just think 
J-Lo just gets better. Every year, I just become a bigger fan. Mm-hmm. She must it, have sold her soul to the devil. I don't understand. Why? Because she's just she like so, good. so She looks better and better and better. Well, I think genetically, she's really just mm-hmm. been very blessed. And I think that when you are, she's gotten the best advice on how to maintain her face. She's using a J-Lo skincare, you know? Ladies, I got to introduce you. Hold on. <laughs> So just everyone be quiet for a minute and I'm going to introduce you. I love you all. Um, Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic. Those voices you hear are the voices of Lady Gang, Jack, Kelty, and Becca. They have a new book out called Lady Secrets, September 20th. You can pre-order it now. Get it. Uh, I love the book too, but we're talking about J-Lo and the wedding dress was just revealed. What did you all think of the Ralph Lauren dress? I mean, it's fucking chic as fuck. I was just going to say, like, I I don't think... And maybe this is the wrong thing to say on the day we're celebrating her wedding, but like, <laughs> I don't think any of her wedding looks have ever disappointed, except the first one. Wait, how many? What? How many people? What was the first one? She had I the. I da- think there's been three. Daisies in the hair, white slip dress with daisies in the hair, and an updo bouffant. That was not my favorite, but the Chris Judd dress at the time was insanity. It was mm-hmm. so beautiful, and then Mark Anthony, right? Oh, oh gosh, I God, forgot. I forgot. So yeah. anyway, I was a little disappointed that she did another wedding because I I love the idea of like a Vegas thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was it. And I was so excited about that. I thought, oh my God, she's done the big weddings. Yes. Yeah. And we were all expecting the big wedding. Yeah. And so I thought she really bucked expectation by going to the Vegas route. And then she did this anyway. But I was also very disappointed that uh, allegedly Leah Remini wasn't there. And that's scary what? to me because I love them together. Love They're like my that. favorite celebrity friendship. Did it yeah. say why she wasn't there? She's working or something? You know, I did my research last night and I couldn't find an answer. Ben's brother was also not there, yeah. but he had like posted an Instagram or something. But as of this recording, I have not seen why Leah's not there, but mm, maybe need to know. Uh, by the time this is out, it'll be yeah. out. Yeah. Well, I don't know if like it's as as many people are wondering about Leah as there were if Casey didn't show up. You know, she's not her sister. I mean, they are like sisters, but not yeah. really sisters. So that could be why. They could have just thought, oh, yeah. she's working and we don't really need to explain it. But people, we want to know. The gays care more about the Leah remedy than the Casey Affleck. I can't oh, say yeah. that much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will say one time I was interviewing Leah and I asked her something about J-Lo and I said J-Lo and she goes, you mean Jennifer? Oh. And I was like, oh, you're such a good friend. Yes. But it's like, but you can't call her Jennifer. Yeah. Only I can call yeah, her Jennifer. Exactly. It's amazing. I love it. Um, I want to get into some other hot topics, but before we do, yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this book because, uh, and I say this, I hope you take it as a compliment because I mean it in the best, most complimentary oh, ways. No. Like I can't even think of a better compliment for this book because oh, no. it reminded me of like reading Teen Vogue or Cosmo as a teenager yes. and like seeing the embarrassing stories in there, which I always felt like those were the best parts of those magazines. And I, I, I want to say it was Cosmo that people would mm-hmm. write in and tell these embarrassing stories about anything from like a bowel movement to a bad date to whatever. And this book, Lady Secrets of yours is loaded with these stories. So can you tell us a little bit about maybe Jack, start with you? Like, did people write in these stories? I know you all wrote some of your own as well, but like, how did this come together? Well, number was that the sort of spark? 
Well, number one, that is like the biggest compliment ever. Mm -hmm. Um, It's basically what the book is to an extent, um, but it's kind of crazy as you grow up into womanhood, even crazier shit happens to you and you have so much to write about. Um, But it did kind of start off, we had our first book called Act Like a Lady where we all shared our stories and shared some advice. Turns out everybody really just wants to hear more stories from us because we have some wacky lives and some weird shits happened to us. So we started by writing all of our deepest, darkest secrets into this book that we wanted to release out into the universe. And then we would be nothing without our community. We've always said that the Lady Gang is so much bigger than the three of us. And so we wanted our community to be to be involved because as women, you know, we carry a lot of shame when it comes to secrets and with things that we're not supposed to be telling anybody about and, you know, actions that we may do that men get praised for that we feel embarrassed for. So we kind of wanted to share this little gift that we gave ourselves by releasing our secrets out into the world and share it with our lady gang. And Mm -hmm. we had 10,000 submissions, something like that, that we had to sift sift through because everybody was very excited to share some of their deepest darkest. So that's how it kind of started. Yeah. It reminded me of something that uh, everyone could get together at like a sleepover or slumber party, or even if you're in, obviously it's geared towards adults too, but I imagine like everyone just get some cocktails and read some of these stories. I have one that I printed from the book that I hope you Uh, will indulge me if I read it. It's a quick one. Yes, please. And then maybe we'll, we'll, Go to you, Becca, and get your your take on this. But so this was a story that somebody wrote in called the climax. No, um, and they wrote, classic. You know, classic. they wrote when I was in elementary school, I would climb the rope in gym class or at recess, and I would get tingly feelings down there. Obviously, at that age, I had no idea what was happening. As I got older, still in elementary school, it started to feel even better, and I would climb the rope every chance I got. Sometimes it would even end really well. <laughs> and I'd have to play it cool in front of everyone when I was done. I did this often, even throughout junior high. It wasn't until my first orgasm by a guy in high school that I realized that what was happening to me every time I climbed the rope. Pretty sure I've had more orgasms as a child climbing that rope than I've had with uh, men as an adult. So, yeah. Becca, oh my um, God. <laughs> what, I mean, reading something like this for the first time, like I would imagine getting a submission like that. You're like, okay, that's that's exactly what we're looking for. That that was like she nailed the assignment. Yeah, you know? she did. And as an early masturbator myself <laughs> and somebody who didn't even know what I was doing when I was doing it, um, I probably have given myself more orgasms oh before my God, the age yes. of like 13 than any man has ever. Sorry, Zach. Um, I just, you know what it is? It's, it's honestly, when I read that, I was like, I was reminded of doing those things as a, as a young girl. And I was like, this makes me feel so much more normal. It's like every time I think that we've heard it all from the community and this community, because we're over sharers every time you're like, Oh my God, me too. Oh my God, me too. And you just feel so united and so normal. And at the end of the day, I think, aren't we all just trying to feel normal ish? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I just read that and I was like, Oh, if only, and, and I want young girls to read this book. I know it sounds really inappropriate, but I want the younger, warning. the younger, the better, because there are so many things I lost sleep over and stressed out about and thought, am I like a, am I a horny creep? Yeah. Because I like to like rub on a stuffed animal every once in a while. No, it, you're not. You're normal. Well, and Becca made a really good point about this. And what we've learned about the book is that the fact that like none of these secrets are really that unique. No. And I think that by 
as a woman reading this book, like it does make you feel less alone and it makes you feel less weird or creepy or like a loser because we've all as women experienced a lot of the same similar things that we're too scared to admit to anybody. Mm -hmm. So I feel like for this, it's like kind of, you know, reading your own story in a sense where it's like, Oh my God, this thing that's been weighing me down and making me feel horrible for 35 years is normal. Yeah, like we want women who are parents, uh, like this is the thing when women joke about finding crusty socks in their teenage boy's room and they're like, oh, it's just a normal thing. It's a normal thing. Like I also want you to acknowledge that your daughter is probably humping her forearm and that's okay too. Give her the privacy she deserves. These are all things that people go through. And I know it's a book called Lady Secrets, but as I was reading that particular story, it's like I remembered my health class in eighth grade and I had like, um, I had a belt around my jeans and I always had hand-me-down for my brothers because we didn't you know, have a lot of money. And so I always had to wear their clothes and sometimes they would fit some things they didn't. But I remember I had a pair of jeans that I had to be tied together with a belt and it always made like the crotch area come up. Uh, And I remember this, it came in health class, this girl looked over at me and noticed it and it was not a boner, but of course she called me boner boy for like the week or whatever. And (laughs) it was traumatizing. Oh my God big bully but that's another story but uh yeah so it's like i think anyone can read some of these cringe horror stories and and relate in some way and i think it's it's exciting kelty i want to uh get to you now there's this other cringe story maybe not as cringe but it's a story about um petty cash from the book (laughs) and essentially uh they this person was writing in that they were in charge of the petty cash their work yeah and there was a certain dollar amount that they would pocket some of the difference and i wonder did you ever a job where you stole or where you did any of this kind of things because i worked at a real estate office and i used to go into the supply room and take like batteries all the time (laughs) all sorts of stuff batteries is a good one I mean, I love this for you and you, that's why I love you so much is that Danny, we're like office supply people. Like we would, (laughs) we would go and be like, you know what I need is 10 legal pads. Like, and that was so thrilling. Like, well, everyone else, right. Everyone else was like getting a lipstick from Walmart, like trying to steal that, you know, like, let me get some staples. I'm like, get some double A's. I love love a highlighter set. Um, so yes, a three hole punch and I'm happy. Uh, but you know what? They, they, every company has what? internal theft factored in to their business plan okay. because this happens because it's normal. Not to say anybody should, but like if you have, yeah, you're not alone. About it. I will say I, um, I, I'm pretty big rule follower. Um, but I, Danny's face when you said that was so good. <laughs> he was like, we know. <laughs> I should have asked, asked the other two. But I will say friends. when I was a child, when I was a child, my first job at 15 was being the chicken bone breaker um, at Lee's Chicken in my town. And I had a boyfriend and he worked at Little Caesars Pizza next door. And mm. sometimes I'd fry him up a chicken sandwich and deliver it. And we didn't pay for that chicken sandwich. Oh, my God. Wow. That's oh romance. <laughs> Little Caesars. Wait. Kelty, I have also always forget, like, and I know we probably talked about this before, but that you were on The Bachelor. And as I was reading, oh, yes. there's a, a little a portion of the chapter <laughs> yes. talking about you getting cast on The Bachelor. And I'm like, I always just sort of forget that you were there. Uh, <laughs> You're not the only one. The world. Did it, but you were let go after, what, two weeks? It was, was it Brad Womack it was season? Three Is that days. Was? Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> 
three full days. Yes, I was on Brad Wilmack's season of The Bachelor. So I had gone through this very bad breakup and I was a pathetic whole of a person. And I had met this big hosting agent in LA and she was like, Deanna Pappas and whoever these, if you want to be a host, you just have to go on The Bachelor. And I was like, well, okay, I love a list. I will do this. So I signed up and I was heartbroken and single. So I was like, this is amazing. And it takes forever. So by the time I got cast on the show, I had met and was starting to date my now husband, but we weren't dating. We were like on date three when I got the call and I was like, I will never trust a man. I will never give up a career opportunity (laughs) to go on a date. So I was like, I literally sat him down and was like, I'm so sorry. Like I got to break this off. I'm going on the bachelor. Then what the secret is in the book is that I may or may not have taken him downtown to LA to Sanity Alley to buy me a $30 Santee. Santee Alley to buy a $32 yellow strapless prom dress that I was going to wear on The Bachelor when I won it and got engaged. Now, what really (laughs) happened is that on night one, I looked at Brad Womack and I was like, I you're not for me. And on night two, we went to like some charity thing and they dressed me up with two arm casts and he was like, I'm not into you. And I didn't get a rose. And then I was so non-rememberable Danny that they didn't invite me to after the final rose. So I didn't even get to do that part <laughs> where I got to sat and judge That's the rest so of the mean. people and be like, I have something to say about what happened in these later episodes. I, didn't even get to, I bought a dress. I bought a to dress wear. to wear to, to wear uh. to women tell all. And I didn't wear it because they didn't invite me. But then I got my job at the insider and I wore that dress to the American music awards with a top hat. And it's one of the worst looks I've ever worn on the red carpet, but then I got the hosting job. So it all worked out and perhaps the agent was right. Good night. And Full circle. And I think it's a lesson to us all not to wear a top hat. No, the top hat was the biggest, uh, <laughs> the biggest lesson. Danny, I, I don't know so if much. you've seen it, but if you ever need to brighten your day, yes. you need to YouTube Kelty getting kicked off the bachelor the- because it's the most iconic 30 seconds of TV that you will ever watch in your entire it. life. It's her in the car, right? No, it. it's, is it you in the car? Are you in the I'm, limo? I'm, I'm, no, you're standing. No, she didn't even get a limo. I she was at the house. They took me in a van. Oh, <laughs> it was her standing outside it of like a cocktail of- party. <laughs> it was like the after thing. It reminds me of Housewives when they have like a friend of that doesn't or, or gets invited to the reunion, but then they cut out the footage. It's like so embarrassing. <laughs> yes. Where they get cut out. They they film for the whole season and then they're just like completely edited out of it. Yeah. And they get maybe like one little moment. It's so embarrassing. You know, that's my biggest fear uh, is being I, asked to come on the Real Housewives and get cut out because I'm not psycho enough. Mm. Yeah. But Danny, Danny, would do you think Sheree? Would any of you do Housewives? Yes. Yes. No. <laughs> Jack doesn't want to work. I'm dying for someone to ask me. I literally was like, do you think they'll, okay, in my head, this is how crazy I am. I was like, the other day, I was like, okay, when they ask me. Again, Danny's knowing smile. (laughs) He's like, here it comes. I thought in my head, Danny, I thought this. I thought when they ask me, when they ask me to be a housewife in Beverly Hills, okay? Sure. I'm going to have them shoot the drone footage of my house in Sherman Oaks, which is a big house, but it's big because it's in Sherman Oaks. It's not in Beverly Hills. I can't afford a house in Beverly Hills. And then I'll have them lie and say that I live in Beverly Hills so I could be a housewife in Beverly Hills. No, Dorit lives in Encino and she's still a housewife at Beverly Hills. Yeah, they don't live in Beverly Hills. They don't all live there. Oh, I'm definitely doing it I don't think any of them live in... I think Kyle... I feel like LVP was like the only one who actually... Kelty. I think Kyle was in Calabasas. Right? I really yeah. think that Kelty needs to get on a housewife. Like you really are phenomenal I think we for that could role. Make this happen. That every, 
everything iconic listeners can make this happen. I feel like we I, at least maybe can get you on. I don't, you have to deliver though. We could maybe get you She'll on an deliver. episode, like get you invited to one of the parties and then just get fucking nuts at the party. I've got splits. <laughs> I've got splits like Kyle Richards. I've got nothing to hide and nothing to lose like Erica Jane. Oh my God. <laughs> but Kelsey is the right so of, chic. her it's brain so is chic. perfect for this. Like you could be conniving. No, no you guys, you're enough. missing. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, speaking of uh, embarrassing Kelty moments, though, I just saw on TikTok that you posted um, your face, the facelift that you got for Lady Gang on the E channel. Yeah. And I feel like that's so housewives. Like, I that know. Should, she's that ready. Could be your audition no. video. Like, you should just send them that. I have to tell oh, you no. something. I know housewives better than anybody <laughs> here, except for maybe you. Um, she could never do it because she does not know how to be catty or talk Mm-mm. shit. Like, if you go to Kelty wanting to talk shit about another woman, she's vacant. It doesn't thrill her. It doesn't excite her. She doesn't yeah, like to see. She's never. It's, it's never going to work. Never going to work. Damn it. But I love to take direction. Wait, so if, and Becca, I feel like you could pretend for no, the fame. No. Wait, Becca, can I ask you, did you learn anything about being a housewife when you were on the Glee set? Because you know I'm endlessly fascinated. You know I got, I'm always going to ask you about the Glee set yeah, of because course. I'm endlessly fascinated by it. And I need some sort of Ryan Murphy. Like, why haven't we gotten – like, I just saw this expose. I don't know if you read this. I think it was in the insider about the Glee project, which uh-huh. I also watched. And oh, wow. it was like how fucked up the Glee project was and how like, <laughs> Wait, why these people were put, they were put in like a campsite and they didn't actually like show that the people had to live together, but like they put, they didn't know how they were doing the show. It was all like thrown together at the last minute. So they made all these people stay at like a campgrounds because it was the only place that they could find at like the last minute that would house all these people. So they had to go to like an outhouse where the producers told them like, watch out for ticks and then they on the actual airing of the glee project show they didn't show any of them living at home they only showed them so they all had any of them living at this campsite so they cut all of that footage but it's like wild to me first of all this is all news to me because i joined after well no i think it was all kind of happening around the same time um but I never watched the Glee Project and I was kind of confused. Like we would be shooting the show and someone would join and they'd be like, oh, it's so-and-so from the Glee Project. And I'm like, what is this thing? Is it like a, is it like a boot camp to get in? I don't know. It was very, it was, it was very confusing. And I'm glad that you remembered it because I forgot about it for a while. That is very you bizarre. You have got to read the expose on it. It just came out like yesterday or a couple of days ago. It's so funny to me. Like, and I, I, yeah, I watched it, but that whole set, like, I think there needs to be some sort of feud because there's still stuff keeps coming out about like what was going on there. And I'm like, how did this all happen? They're trying. It's so wild. there's somebody out there who's trying desperately to put together like a documentary or a tell all or a, a something or other who keeps contacting us like relentlessly. No way. Oh really? God. Yeah. Like a friend's special where you all sit no, on the couch and just no, probably more oh. like a, you know, oh. what was really happening. Oh. Here's the thing though. This is what's why it will never happen. It doesn't matter what happened on that set. At the end of the day, it's a family. It's like a big dysfunctional family. And there's a loyalty there, like mob mentality where I'm like, I don't care how much, I hated this person at work. There's something that runs so deep in my blood that I could hate you so much, but I don't hate you enough. I don't hate us enough to go do that. Mm. Like it's this really weird thing that we all have. Like, don't get me wrong. There are moments where you think this is it. This is it. It's just not going to happen. It's like the Sopranos. Like we're just never going to, we're never going to say where the bodies are buried. We're 
nothing yeah. until maybe one random person does. I'm like that with housewives where with housewives, like if I say something about them, it's fine. But like, if I hear someone who doesn't watch housewives talk mm. shit about them, I yep. get like really pissed. Even <laughs> if it's a housewife that I absolutely hate yep. that I want off the show. It's like, if you watch it, that's fine. You could say it. You're part of our family here. Yeah. You're part of the family <laughs> in the words I'm of bugly. Caroline from Jersey. But otherwise, <laughs> no, I don't want you to hear. But I do need some sort of like, I, I just want like even a book or something, like an oral history book about that set, something. I mean, I don't know. It's good stuff there. I don't know. It, there's a yeah, lot of good stuff. Happen. But, but you know, I don't think it's going to happen. Mm. I really don't. Yeah. It's weird. Because we're on uh, our I second book and we've never gotten thing. a Glee essay yet. No. That's true. Not even a Glee mention. I know there's really. like one, there's one essay in there. There's a Glee mention in the new one about uh, Becca, some B-lister that was like dating <laughs> you around the time. There's stuff where it's like at the time of Glee. Yes, yeah. yes. And I just was, I'm like, I want the stories about the Glee sets. Like I need just, you know, give me some good Leah Michelle goss. <laughs> give me some good something. There's hot something. goss all over um, that okay, set. Okay, wait. <laughs> We got to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more from Lady Gang. I want to remind everyone that I'm on TikTok now, at Danny Pellegrino. So I'm trying to post clips of the podcast recordings over on the TikTok page, at Danny Pellegrino. Go check it out there. Also, if you want to see full interviews on the YouTube channel, you can go to youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino 1. Make sure you click subscribe and follow. And we'll be right back. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. I want to get your take on something that's going around on TikTok right now called quietly quitting. Have you heard of this term? No. It's about people at work. They're quietly quitting. So basically the younger generation, I believe we're all around millennial mm -hmm. age-ish yeah. here, mm -hmm. but the younger generation, they're they're recognizing that they're not able to get ahead as quickly and they're not able to uh, advance in the workplace as much. And so they're essentially doing the jobs that they were hired for, but they're not going above and beyond the way that maybe our generation did mm -hmm. to try to get ahead. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, this is also something that's been coming up a lot lately. And I know you talk about entrepreneurship on your show and I, I'm always so fascinated by this topic. And so I'm just, I, I wonder what your take on this is, whether it be quietly quitting or work ethic 
And, mm. and there was this whole Kim Kardashian quote that went around that was like, get your ass get up you. to work. I just want to get your take. Like, how, how, where, so do you, where do you land on getting your ass up to work? Let me say this, Danny. I, there was an amazing article on L.com yesterday that went live and it was like, are we over ambition? Yeah. And it was kind of like this end of the ambitious woman because, um, and, and I think obviously it goes for men too, but it's like, we were sold a crapshoot. We were, we grew up in the, the generation that was like, okay, you're going to start at a corporation. You're going to work your ass off and then you're going to get overstepped and underpaid and all these things. So go out on your own and correct, create your own thing. And then you create your own thing. And you're like, wait, that's hard too. And then you're like, wait, my husband always says to me, how, how much more is more? Mm-hmm. Like if you can go on your cute vacation to Hawaii once a year, if you can have a little shop when you want to, like if that makes you happy, like I can buy a new book when I want to and that brings me joy. Like if you're living within your means and you feel like you have a good life, like why are we hustling so hard? Like why are we, work- why does Kim Kardashian say none of us want to work anymore? But it's like, it's kind of gets exhausting. And that's yeah. why I think the quietly quitting and the mm-hmm. like I'm doing the bare minimum has come about because it's like, I hustled for a company for 10 years, you know? And it was like, great. And then at the end, you're like, great. I hustled for, I gave 10 years of my Christmases, of my long weekends, of checking my email on Saturday morning. Like for what? It was wonderful. Nothing to show for it. I mean, I have some things to show for it. Great shoes. She lives in a giant house in Sherman Oaks. Massive house. So... Take that Gen Z. You want to live in a mansion in Sherman Oaks? You're going to have to give 10 years of your life away. It's all, you know, it's all. Yeah. I mean, it's negotiation. Jack, what, what would you attribute to your success on Lady Gang? What are some tips or, or what would you recommend to some young women who are listening to this, who, I have seen your path and success. What would you give them? Well, I was also going to say something that we were just talking about. I think that this younger generation is kind of realizing that like everything is a scam. Like we're the first generation that like can't afford a house and everything is so fucking inflated and we're never going to make enough money. And we're kind of just the grind, the grind, the grind. And it's kind of, people are just realizing for what am I going to put all this money and save all this money so I can be happy for like the last five years of my life. If I don't die unexpectedly before, for that. So I think that people are so dark, but it's true. And I think a lot of people are realizing it where they're just trying to enjoy the little life that they have. And it's just so different from what we've been kind of like hammered down our heads by generations above us who had it a lot easier than us. So that's what I have to say about that with, um, but Jack also, only has had one real job in her life at Old Navy and... No, but this is what I was going to say. I have... She quietly quit that thing. And by quietly quit, she just didn't show up because she wanted to go to spring break and just didn't tell them. And she was like, I just didn't come in. And they're like, no, no, you have to come in. Yeah, or no, tell I was, us. I was quietly fired. Um, <laughs> uh, so for me, I mean, I started my business when I was in college and... Like, thankfully for me, it kind of took off by the time I was graduating college that I was able to go into it full time. And by doing that, I've kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit my entire adult life. And I, I'm very thankful for that because when I was younger, I was so stupid and I didn't really realize the risks of doing that and how stressful that would be relative to like having a stable job. So it's kind of all I've known. So it's molded who I am as a person, just always knowing to take a risk and knowing that I'm not going to be financially stable all of the time. And I'm not going to always know when the next check is coming in, but it allows me to be creative. And I think that that's what I brought to the lady gang and a little bit of knowledge when it comes to like starting your own 
own business. But yeah, it's just, it's a hard thing to dive in when you're already an adult and you've already had like a normal job for so long that I feel kind of lucky I got to do it when I was so young that I didn't know any better. And one of the things with this quietly quitting thing, not to go back to it, but I think the younger generation is realizing that they can forge their own paths. Whereas we were maybe taught that it was like, you have to work for a company for a certain amount of time. And there were building blocks and steps. Whereas now people are realizing, oh, I can do my own thing or I can start my business or I could do this instead. It doesn't have to be a traditional work path that well, maybe we well, were I have a theory. raised with. I have a theory. What? Oh God. There are still the people out there, the young people I know them who are going to law school and taking their LSATs and they want their personality type is they like structure. They like to know what's coming. They like to know that they're going to have health insurance. Oh, yeah. Those people are still out there, but the people quietly quitting are the people who are most active on social media. Okay. <laughs> it's the loudest people of the generation are shockingly enough, also the people who don't want to put on a pencil skirt and be in corporate America. Like those are the outspoken people of Gen Z. There are still Gen Zers out there who want a job and they want to eventually have a mortgage. And that's like, I think we're getting a skewed version of what Gen Z is really like because the people that are most outspoken are the people who don't want real jobs because they want to be famous on social media. Yeah, you are right. 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 That real estate job that I mentioned a while back, I they had let me go or they had told me they were letting me go, but they wanted me to like ride it out for two weeks. So for that, those last two weeks, like I just sat at the desk and they would give me work and I would literally just say to them, I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like you guys let me go. Ride it out. There's Wait. no way I'm doing more work for you after you've let me go. So there is speaking of quietly quitting, this is the last thing I'll say about this, but there the opposite of quietly quitting is something that's been happening to uh, a friend of my fiance's job. He works at like a corporate car company. And instead instead of quietly quitting, these people are on these Slack channels with every employee that's in the company and they're going out in a blaze of glory quitting and basically saying fuck you to the entire company and just screaming at everybody and I think that you know maybe they deserve it but that is the opposite of quietly quitting if you want to do that in your life as an option right since we're talking about all this work stuff, I didn't mean to make this whole conversation about work stuff, but I'm curious. There is also a tweet going around about Hollywood nepotism babies. And this oh, is I, wish I, wasn't even... I think Gwyneth Paltrow was like, who do you think is the, who's best, done it the best kid of a famous person who's done success? Yeah. Like who's the most successful, like a, a Gwyneth Paltrow, a Drew Barrymore. Quite recently, I've fallen in love with Zoe Dutch. Deutsch. Is that how you say yeah. her name? Wait, wait, her. 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 So there might be something that yeah. she's great. Oh. Yeah, I like Zoe Deutsch. Leah Thompson and her dad's a huge a director. director. She's great though. But so who do you think is the best? Who has mm-hmm. done it the best? Do you want us to answer like there's like who has done it the best and made something has, of themselves? Who has like cheated the system and like would not be there if they didn't have famous parents? <laughs> oh, I like both. Like whatever comes to mind. Well, course, I'm gonna say something good. polarizing, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if this is, this isn't even a commentary. It's just interesting to me that, um, Nicola Peltz, Peltz. Mm -hmm. that married, that married Brooklyn Beckham. Beckham. Mm -hmm. That is like the most magical combo of a Nepo baby and a trust fund baby. Like Mm. it doesn't get richer. And I mean, rich in all aspects. It's so rich. Is she a trust fund baby? Uh, Her dad's like a a billionaire. She's rich. Oh shit. Like richer than the Beckhams. Rich. 
So yeah. I, so it's like I have the jet, but you, but not you the have book. the paparazzi. Paparazzi, like she saw wow. that he could listen. I'm sure they're in love. It's young love. It's beautiful. Whatever. They're probably having amazing sex. But she's like, you have the paparazzi following you around, and there's not enough money in the world that's going to get me those paparazzi. So like, and mm-hmm. you want the real money. Like your parents have been invited on private jets, but they didn't own the private jet. So they were like. Jesus Christ. Our powers combined and they are like the ultimate mm-hmm. couple. And I just mm. talk yeah. about the luckiest people on the war in the world. <laughs> I saw I read people an dragging. Yeah, they don't like each other. I saw people dragging him because he's had all these very public careers. He's been a chef and he's been a photographer. And I think at his age, we've all sort of gone through those different mm-hmm. careers and we've cycled through things and trying to figure ourselves out. But he's done it on such a public stage. And so like when he's saying, I'm going to be a chef, he's invited on Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy mm-hmm. Fallon or one of those shows to do a cooking demo, even though he's just figuring it out. Whereas like when, when we were younger and learning, it's like, I wouldn't be invited on fucking uh, Jimmy Kimmel to do a, a you wouldn't even be invited no. over to your aunt's house. It's no. like, he doesn't know what the hell he's right. doing. You know what? And Danny, like, right. I love you and I love this podcast. You know how I feel about you as a talent, but like, this is our second uh-huh. book and we're New York times bestselling authors and we're not being invited anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right it's hard He's to like, get out a talk show and we're new york times bestselling that's what authors. i'm saying they yeah. don't want us i love decorating the house and getting furniture but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space and so luckily i'm here to tell you about a company called cozy now cozy is fantastic a north american company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I got to let you all go and I would love to talk to you forever and ever and ever. But we're going to get this book Lady Secrets. It's going to be your second New York Times bestseller. We I think it's so. really a great book and I'm not even just saying like cuz I could bullshit this whole thing and say like oh it's great whatever blah 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 bullshit. But I really think it's like the perfect book for a group of friends. Like if you're going on like a road trip or if you're Mm -hmm. traveling with some friends and you need like an icebreaker book, to me, it's like a perfect thing where you just, it gets the conversations flowing. I mean, I read just like a couple of quick little things, but 
it's very 90s Cosmo in the best of ways. So I think groups of friends, if you're just looking for that kind of icebreaker thing, pick up Lady Secrets. It's out September 20th. Pre-order. Now, pre-orders are so important. Kelty, I know you got the New York Times bestseller thing. You're, peanut you're peanut going on, so. We're making it happen. Please uh, check in on our wanna... well-being. When that list comes out, please, you will you will understand more than anyone. Like, just check on her, you know? Yeah. But it's a thrilling yeah. thing. Did, were you thrilled when you became a New York Times bestselling author? Like, yeah. come on. And I think I told you this on your show, Kelty, you were texting me. You're like, okay, here's... Because I texted you before mine came out. I was like, hey, I'm trying to figure out some tips. Like, how did you guys do with the release and everything? And you were like, here's how we're going to do it. And you were like giving me all these helpful hints and tips and it was wonderful. And so, yeah, I think um, it is it is a big deal, though. It's a huge deal. And it's very hard to get on that specific list. But any of those bestseller lists are very hard to get. And to get anyone to buy a book now is very challenging because as much as I love to read, and so I'm I'm buying books all the time, but it's hard. Some people just don't read or don't have the time. But I think you could pick up an audio book or pick up the book and and read. I think it's important for people to read at least like a book or two a year to just sort of get the yes. mind going. And and I think it's it's a really healthy thing for the brain. Aww. This is an easy one to read. Like no, yeah. it's not strenuous at all. No, so. no big words. Danny, I just want to pitch one last thing um, before you go. Yeah. Do you want to start like a book club podcast where we just read like I'm reading the Anna Wintour biography right now. And it is like there's so much I could talk to you about. Like, it's just incredible. I do. I do want to do like a book club. I've been doing more like author episodes on my show mm, because I just like talking about it. And I have this fantasy because there are so many book clubs, but there's not really like a gay Mm. Led book club, not for gay books, just like mm. there's always these. Because when I was releasing my book, I know the publisher sends it out to different places. And a lot of what we were hearing back from those book clubs were like they choose female authors, which is a wonderful thing to spotlight. But I just noticed that and I was like, oh, I, I would love for there to be a place to to spotlight a lot of gay authors, but also just sort of like a gay heading it. You so I do, do have this that. fantasy of, of oh, that. You should oh, you got to do it. Also, it seems like more work, and, but I'm quietly quitting. I don't want to add more work to me. Oh my God. We love so, you. But we'll, we'll figure out something, Kelty. Thank you all. I love you all so much. And congrats on the success and the launch of the book. Everyone get lady secrets and listen to lady gang, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you all so much for coming. Thank, Thank you for you. having Yay. us. 